Welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast, where we bring you guests to be active participants in your daughter's lives, raising them to be strong, independent women. Really excited to have you back again this week to talk about fatherhood, to delve deeper into being dads of daughters. It is so important that we have these conversations and that we go on this journey together because the journeys that you and I go on are different, and that's always going to be the case but we can learn from each other. We can learn from the experiences of one another, but also the experiences of dads that are doing it in different ways because all of us father in different ways. And it's important for us to talk with one another and to be able to learn from one another because too often we kind of shut down. We try to do it alone. We think we have to be these supermen, these guys that know it all. And we don't. There's no manual. There's no right manual to father. So I am always really excited to be able to bring you guests to chat about their own experiences as fathers, to help you to learn from them as well, because from every person that I'm able to bring on to share with you, you're going to be able to take something out of each of those. Today, we got another great guest. Antoine Johnson is with us, and Antoine is a father of two, a boy and a girl. We're going to talk about his journey in fatherhood. I'm really excited to be able to chat with him. Antoine, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to join you today. Well, it is my honor having you here today. I'm really excited to be able to chat with you and delve into this journey that you've been on and being a father of two. And this is the Dads with Daughters podcast, so we're definitely going to be talking about you and your daughter And I know she's young. She's in her twos, we're going to say. But I want to kind of turn the clock back in time because I always love chatting with dads and and having them turn the clock back. What was your first reaction when you found out that you were going to be a father of a daughter? (laughs) Well, just in general, when I knew I was going to be a father, uh, it's probably a month before my wife and I celebrated our first anniversary, our wedding anniversary. And I was shocked because, you know, her and I had planned for year two, right? So we had this whole mastermind plan. It didn't go according to plan. So I was in shock and then it settled in and I quickly became, you know, excited about the opportunity of being able to be a dad. And you asked the question about when I found out I was going to be a, a daughter, uh, my wife and I actually did not find out the sex of our daughter until she was born. However, uh, we are people of faith. And so we we really just kind of believed we, we had anticipated a daughter, but we didn't know for sure. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. I know from my own journey, I did not know I was going to be a father of a daughter until the moment that she was born at least for my first daughter. My second daughter, we we kind of planned that out a little bit more because we wanted to know if we needed to to try and get new clothes. And nope, we had two daughters. So ended up with two daughters. And But it's always exciting when you find out that news. Now, you've had a few years with your daughter thus far. What's been the most memorable experience that you've been able to share with your daughter thus far? 
Yeah, you know what? For me, it's when I'm just able to act really silly with her. She she likes to dance. You know, my wife dances, and and so does my mother in law. And it's just when I'm able to be like really silly and dancing with her or whatever. Just because, as you know, as an adult, I mean, that's I feel like I take myself really silly serious sometimes. <laughs> so my daughter really kind of just helps center me and brings me back down to earth. So I don't have a specific moment, but it is. In those times when we're just able to act really silly with each other. Cherish those times when they're young because as they get older, the silliness sometimes goes away, especially as they get into those teenage years. So you have to have those times and build those bonds when they're young. And that's so important. Now, as you are working to be able to raise your daughter thus far for yourself, and I know your daughter's still young, but what's been the hardest part? about being a father to a daughter? I think for me, it's just kind of trying to understand her as she's developing. I think she's a toddler. She's, she's real small right now. But I think for me, it, it's, I'm not a woman, right? I'm a dad. I'm a man. So I think the hardest part for me is, is trying to put myself in her shoes in some instances. And I feel like my wife does a really good job with that in terms of like her understanding of her and in, in different ways. And so I think, yeah, for me, the challenge is, you know, just, just being more empathetic and, and trying to be as relatable as possible. And I hear from dads that as they enter into fatherhood, there's some fear, but especially when they find out and know that they're going to be a father to a daughter, there's some different types of fears. What is your biggest fear? in raising your daughter in today's society? Well, you know what? Before I answer that question, I'll say this. What's so interesting about that, you're right. I mean, so many studies and you read things and that that's like the common theme. For me, it was the opposite though. I mean, I had mentioned, or you mentioned early on that I have two children. I have a four-month-old boy and, you know, my, my two-year-old daughter. And I actually have more angst around my son being born than my daughter. I felt more comfortable knowing that I was going to have a daughter. Part of the reason is I know what it's like to be around female cousins or girls and moms and aunts. And a lot of my family is predominantly women. I grew up with a uh, mainly absentee father for the, for the most part. And so I didn't see what it was like for a man to really raise up a son. So I just wanted to kind of preface my response with that. I think the part for me, it kind of goes back to like the previous question where I just kind of want to make sure to challenge. I just want to make sure that I am helping to like raise her up in a way that she knows like what to look for in a partner. And I think the biggest challenge for me is modeling that in the household, right? So I'm not perfect as a dad. And part of my fear is, is that she would catch any of my negative behaviors and then in turn look for that and another guy later on in life, right? So I think the biggest challenge for me to answer your question is modeling those behaviors that I really want her to catch. And I want to delve a little deeper on that because you talked about the fact that for you, it was having a son and being a father to a son that was one of the big fears for you. Now that you have had a few years raising a daughter before you had your son, how do you think that that will change the way that you have or will father your son? I think for me, it's always, and, and you hear this often times where like the first child is like, 
the guinea pig. <laughs> and they're having to take on the front of what we don't know yet as parents. And I think for me and father and my son, and even now that I'm, I'm noticing my wife made a comment last night in terms of, you know, she, she said she sees me becoming a lot more selfless and raising our son. And I think that one of the things that I learned from my daughter when having gone through some different trials and challenges and so forth is kind of changing my expectations. And so I think in changing my perspective and expectations around what my son ought to be doing or ought to do, that I have a lot more grace, right? Versus when my wife and I had our daughter, because I have a better understanding of just just the different developmental stages, some of them when it comes to children. Now, I know that you have had the opportunity to be able to be involved with the Buffalo Prenatal Perinatal Network. And I guess, first and foremost, tell me more about this network and what it's doing and in, in your role within that network. Yes. So I'll kind of back up a little bit and talk about how I came into this field of fatherhood. I was actually invited by a pastor and mentor of mine from church. And we, we went to this fatherhood group called the Fatherhood Connection at the time, which was being facilitated by a pastor out of Rochester, New York. So it was going through this, this program. And I wasn't a father at the time, was probably only early 20s. And one of the things that I took from that experience was you know, my own experiences as a son to a predominantly absentee father and, and really being able to kind of overcome and come to terms of my feelings and so forth toward him. And so just before graduating that group, I had an opportunity to apply for a position at Buffalo Prenatal, who was looking for a fatherhood coordinator at the time. So they had received some funding from a local foundation that wanted to start a fatherhood program. And I was fortunate enough to be able to step into this role, again, not as an experienced parent or father, but as just someone who had a passion for feeling great levels of freedom as a man and so forth. And so I now serve as a fatherhood program coordinator or program manager of our Buffalo Fatherhood Initiative. And, and like you mentioned, we sit under the Buffalo prenatal umbrella. And uh, a lot of our work focuses on equipping fathers to be effective and efficient in their role so that they can have the kind of relationships that they want and desire with their children. And so we have a small team of about four now. And yeah, we, we, we service Buffalo and Erie County predominantly, but we also do some work in Niagara Falls too at times. So talk to me a little bit about some of the things that you're doing to be able to engage these dads to be able to be better fathers. Yeah. So we started off and still to this day offering the evidence-based nurturing fathers program by Mark Perlman. And, you know, we've been running those groups for the last five years. And it's, it's just always interesting to, to see the various group dynamics and how the guys are bonding and coming together. Before the pandemic, we were meeting in community centers and churches and things of that nature. And then right smack dab, when the pandemic started, we went virtual, had been just as successful. So now we do both. And you know, what's so interesting, we had, we're actually graduating a group of dads today, ironically enough. And one of the members said a couple of weeks ago that this group feels like family. It's not just, just a group of guys coming together or not just a support group. And I think what they benefit from is being able to be self-reflective and grow 
as men first and then as fathers and partners and things of that nature by changing their attitudes and behaviors that they might have had growing up. So we often share this quote with each other that says, more is caught than taught. And so for a lot of us, we are having to unlearn some of those unhealthy behaviors. Like for me, growing up with a mainly absentee father, somewhat abusive at times to my mother, I had to unlearn some of those behaviors before even being able to step into a relationship with my now wife in a healthy way. And so, yeah, that's the main thing. You've mentioned a couple of times that in coming from a fatherless home or a home that I'm going to say was a little broken in yourself, you had to unlearn some things. And I'm sure that other fathers are challenged with that as well. Can you talk to me about the journey that you had to go on for yourself and how that journey for yourself helps you to be able to connect and help other fathers to go through similar journeys? Absolutely. Good question. So again, and and like you mentioned, maybe broken home is a a better way to say it. But my father and mother got together really young. My mother had me when she was around 19 or so. And you know, one of the things that she said to me that always kind of sticks out sometimes is that, you know, she was looking for someone to love her, right? Which is a really interesting reason to want to have children, right? But anyways, so predominantly raised by my mother, my, you know, my father would come in and out sometime. And sometimes when he was around, he would be verbally abusive. And, and at one point it even became physical. And so for me, a lot of my memories of him as a child is more angry then, you know, when all of us were together, now when him and I were together, it was, you know, just fine. But more often than not, whenever he and my mother got together, there was always this anxiety for me kind of waiting for the volcano to explode, right? It was only a matter of time. And then later on, as an adolescent and a teenager, he had some health issues. So I really didn't see him at all for about a decade, almost two. And so, yeah, I really navigate trying to understand what it meant to be a man and, and figure out some things, right? So, to whether I was trying to learn from guys at my church or people on TV or whatever, right? I was really trying to seek what it meant to be a man. Fast forward a few years after that, I went to this program called the Fatherhood Connection, which I had described. And the turning point for me, because up to that point, I had a lot of resentment and anger within toward my father. And anytime someone asked me questions about my dad or we're going to in-depth conversations, I will find myself becoming angry. And I didn't realize it was because I had these unresolved feelings. I didn't realize it was because until that day I felt abandoned by him and I was really hurt. But as a young man, I would never verbalize that, nor did I have the vocabulary to. And so again, the turning point for me was when I came to this fatherhood connection program and I had an opportunity to really have conversations with other men who had either struggled with the same thing, were dealing with the same thing, or had overcome similar situations. And so being able to have the dialogue and do some own soul searching, if you will, my own and evaluating my feelings and putting words to emotions and things of that nature. And my faith, my faith in God played a huge role in me overcoming the things that were, or this anger within that was a barrier to me becoming the man and father that I am today. Now, I know as you go through those type of journeys, I talk to other fathers that sometimes they have to go through a process of confronting that not only anger that they have within, confronting sometimes the root causes of that as well. And sometimes it's confronting the father themselves. Did you ever have that opportunity to be able to 
talk that through or work through that with your own father? Yeah, through the class, I would, you know, kind of encourage and challenge to go back and have a conversation with my dad. And for some guys, you know, who whose father had passed, I mean, they had written letters and things of that nature. But for me, my, my father was actually recovering at this time from a mental health related issue. And so I was actually able to go and have a conversation with him. I remember one day I picked him up from his mother's house, my grandmother, and we ended up going to the shopping mall or something like that. But the whole intent for me was to have a conversation. And so we're riding and And I'm just talking to him about everything relating to the way that I felt growing up and so forth. And not in an accusatory way at all, but I was able to get that out. And I really don't remember him saying a whole lot. It was kind of just like a head nod and yeah, you know, (laughs) but not a whole lot from him. And I think for me at that point, it didn't matter because I had already resolved my feelings toward him and forgiven him and all that other stuff before going into the conversation. And so we did talk to answer your question, but if I had had expectations (laughs) around what he would do after that, I I might've been really disappointed. I appreciate you sharing that. Now, talk to me a little bit about going back to the Buffalo Fatherhood Initiative. I know that part of this is, like you said, you bring fathers in, they go through this 13-week program or nine-week financial education program that you offer, how are fathers finding out about you? And how are they getting connected and wanting to be a part of this? Yeah, so we typically do outreach through various uh, programs or entities that we work with, like the local United Way and Child and Family Resource Centers and Department of Social Services and things of that nature. But more often than not, a third of our referrals are coming from guys who had either graduated or had received services from us and are telling other people that they know. And so we get a good portion of our referrals from word of mouth, which is common among programs like ours and and even others. Now, as you look at the future of the Buffalo Fatherhood Initiative, are there plans? Are there things that you're hoping that you can do next to be able to engage fathers in even further ways? Yeah. So currently, we actually partner with a couple of community colleges, and we've been doing this for about four years now. And we seek to serve Black and Latino males between 18 to 26 who are either not yet fathers or new fathers. And part of our goal in working with some of the mentor programs within the institutions is to help to increase their level of persistence and retention rates as it relates to their education. Reason being is because we know that when young people have other certificates or degrees, their social economic status and projection increases. The likelihood of them being able to earn a family sustaining wage later on would be that much greater. And we also know that it, it doesn't have to start exactly when they have children either, right? So at that point, hopefully they uh, would be well established enough to kind of, you know, be able to take care of themselves and, and raise a family. But again, I mean, some of these students are non-traditional. So some of them are have families already, have children and are much older or more seasoned in life. So that that's a really cool project that we have. And then, you know, moving forward, we, we have this plan. We're actually doing a pilot project now where we're working with some local barbershops. And the goal is to increase parent engagement and literacy development, but but really targeting fathers 
right? Because we know that dads read to their kids and are engaged in that space. And we, we want to highlight that narrative in our community. So our goal is to partner with another program who is going into various barbershops and encourage dads along with their kids to read. And this project is even more significant because we're really targeting fathers and men of color, right? And, and so there, there's a whole narrative around that too. And we're wanting to uh, highlight a lot of what these fathers are doing in the community. Well, it definitely sounds like an amazing program and something that the people of the Buffalo area, Buffalo regional area are lucky to have around them. If people want to find out more about the Buffalo Fatherhood Initiative, get involved, potentially get into some of the programs, where is the best place for them to go to get information? You see, the best place to go right now would be B. PPN.org, Bob, Peter, Peter, Nancy.org. And they can find out all about our agency and services and specifically our program. Uh, and if folks want to connect with me directly, they can always email me at a johnson at bppn.org. Well, Antoine, I want to thank you for sharing all that you've shared. Now, we always finish our interviews with what I like to call our Fatherhood Five, where I ask you five more questions to delve deeper into you as a dad. Are you ready? I'm ready. In one word, what is fatherhood? Fatherhood is, as the late Miles Monroe would say, a tremendous honor and a heavy responsibility. Now, when was the time that you finally felt that you succeeded at being a father to a daughter? For me, it was when I was able to just kind of step into her world and forget about my own biases or opinions or what have you. Now, I know your daughter is young, but if I was to ask her, how would she describe you as a dad? She uses the word fancy a lot, which is funny to me, but I, I don't know. I, I honestly couldn't even tell you uh, what she, <laughs> she might say at a two-year-old self. I guess as you look at the future... And think about that same question. What do you want your daughter to say or how do you want your daughter to describe you as she gets older? Yeah, I, I want my daughter to describe me as visible, engaged, and caring. You know, I want her to um, always find me accessible and, and, you know, a listening ear. Now, who inspires you to be a better dad? I would have to say it is my uh, pastor and mentor who really has helped me along my journey as a, as a young man and, and even a father whose name is Tommy. And you've given a number of pieces of advice that I think people can take with them and, and think about and try to incorporate into their own lives. But as we finish up today, what's one other piece of advice that you'd like to give to every dad? Yeah, I think for me, it would be to be pliable and willing to learn something new. Well, Antoine, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for being here today, for sharing your own journey, for the work that you are doing with fathers in the Buffalo area. And I wish you all the best. Thank you so much again. It was a pleasure being on this call with you. I feel really refreshed. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Dads with Daughters podcast, we invite you to check out the Fatherhood Insider. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual, and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, 
step-by-step roadmaps, and more. You will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be. We're all in the same boat And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time We give the lessons We make the meals We buy them presents Bring your A-game Cause those kids are growing fast The time goes by just like a dynamite blast Calling astronauts and firemen Carpenters and muscle men Get out and be the world to them Be the best dad you can be Be the best